All right, back for another Cash Medi podcast tonight. Going to be strictly talking about college and NFL sports betting. Uh, before we get started, though, let's get with the sponsor, Win in La Jolla. Don't forget to visit La Jolla Chevron, an extra mile convenience store at 7475 La Jolla Boulevard, La Jolla, California. All right, so tonight I'm going to be talking about bets that I'm going to be placing, you know, prior to the seasons in college and NFL seasons and and then some bets that I'm probably gonna place or definitely leaning at. All right, so let's start off. Let's start with the Oregon Ducks in college football. I already placed a bet at 10 to 1 odds to make the college football playoffs. And the reason why the main reason why I like the Oregon Ducks this year is their offensive line. They're they have three old linemen who are returning for the fourth fourth year. So they're four-year starters on the old line. I always pay attention to old line in college football and in the NFL. And not to mention their best old lineman, um, Peniel Sewell, is is a left tackle sophomore. He's probably eventually he's going to be a I would assume a first round draft pick. And all you know, and the the other offensive lineman is a is a senior. So that is a, uh, they're all they're all starters are coming back. So so all five of the starters are back from last year. Three of them have been there for four years. Have been starters. Um, Mario Cristobal, the head coach over there, he's a he was an offensive lineman at the University of Miami. He knows how to coach up offensive linemen. So they should be stacked on the O-line. And then you put in the quarterback, Justin Herbert, who potentially is a top 10 pick from what everyone is saying. I'm not, I'm not so sold on that, but he's a senior quarterback. He's got experience. He should be really good this year with that O-line. The receiver position might be a little shaky for them than in years past, but if Herbert's going to have time, then he should make receivers that are just okay. He should make them a lot better. So I really like the 10-to-1 odds for them to make the college football playoffs. C.J. Verdell's a really good running back out of San Diego that they have. He's going to be a sophomore finally in his career. He didn't get coached up well in high school, but finally I think he's getting coached up a lot better in college. They got, you know, so they got a running game I assume they're going to have with Verdell. He runs in between the tackles very well. Short, you know, compact running back. He's got some speed. You know, always have good receivers at Oregon. They're going to put up points. The defense has usually been a question mark for Oregon over the years, but they've gotten a lot more physical. I like Jordan Scott, a defensive lineman, stuff in the run there. I like their linebacker, Troy Dye. He should be a, you know, Pac-12 first-teamer. Uh, I like their cornerback, Thomas Graham Jr. He should be pretty good for them. And then the freshman, who was the number one recruit in all of college football, Kayvon Theobix, if I pronounce that correctly, as a defensive end. I mean, number one recruit in all, not just his position, just all on the ESPN rankings. Uh, So I really like their team. I mean, the experience at the quarterback position, the O-line is what really intrigues me the most. And then the schedule is is not that tough for them, in my opinion. They start off with Auburn, and most people, you know, Auburn, I believe, is favored by three, three and a half in that game, the first game of the year. But Auburn potentially is starting a freshman quarterback. And if they don't start a freshman quarterback, the senior quarterback over there is not supposed to be – he doesn't have much experience, and he's not supposed to be that good. If you're going to start a freshman quarterback against a guy who's potentially a top-ten pick – 
and potentially has a really good offensive line, Oregon should win that football game, in my opinion. I mean, you got Herbert's got a he's been starting for a couple years now at Oregon. You got the experience versus a new quarterback that's going to play at Auburn, either a senior who hasn't played much or a freshman who hasn't played at all. Um, to me, that's a huge advantage. Auburn does have a good, you know, O-line and D-line, but especially on the D-line for Auburn. But, you know, I think Oregon's offensive line can handle them enough that Herbert should make enough plays. And you got, I think C.J. Verdell will eventually be an NFL running back. Maybe he comes out even this year. I mean, you should be able to put up enough points. And then I, I don't think Auburn's offense is that good. The Ducks' defense isn't that great either, but I think they win that game. And they have to win that game, in my opinion, if they're going to make the college football playoffs. Because even if they run the table against the Pac-12, the Pac-12 is not a respected conference like it used to be in years past. They're going to need to beat Auburn to show the committee that they've beaten an SEC team. Now, I still, like I said, though, I, I think Auburn's on – um, is not that good. It, it might not look that great of a win as the year goes on, but you could say you beat an um, an SEC team in a non-conference game. Now the rest of the schedule, you know, they get Nevada and Montana at home. They should win those games at Stanford. I I don't think Stanford's that good this year. That that shouldn't be that tough of a game. It's on the road, always tough. Conference games on the road are always tough, but. I think Oregon should be able to handle them just because I think Stanford's on the decline. California and Colorado at home, you shouldn't lose those games. At Washington, Washington is supposed to be the second-best team or the best team fighting for the Pac-12. Them, The three best teams supposedly are Oregon, Washington, and Utah. Um, the thing on Washington, though, that I, that I see – is Washington only has two returning starters on defense. And a lot of the guys on Washington have had injuries over the years, like their old lineman has an injury. One of their best old linemen is basically in his career he's had injuries. They've had a lot of defensive players that have injuries. Um, they're going in with, you know, the quarterback from Georgia. Uh, but, I mean, they, they got a really good coach. I like their coach a lot over at Washington. I mean, that's going to be the toughest game for Oregon. If they win that game, I think they should run the table. You know, maybe they slip up one game, but even if they just lose at Washington and they find a way to win the Pac-12 and they beat Auburn, I think they have a ch chance, slim chance. But you know, I I like the odds at ten to one. Uh, you play Washington State at home, you should win that one. At USC, USC's got one of the worst head coaches in college football. He might even be fired by that game. Uh, Arizona at home, you should win that one. Arizona State on the road, you should win that one. And Oregon State at home. Um, they should be favored in almost every single game except for at Washington, in my opinion. Maybe they're not favored at USC, but uh, USC's not that good. I mean, they're, they're just – with Helton over there, I mean, that's just a coaching disaster situation over at USC. I like Oregon this year at 10-1. to 1. And another thing on Oregon is they got nine returning starters on offense. Um, I mean, they're, they're going to be good, in my opinion. So I like that for the college football playoffs. Uh, another bet that, or, you know, another team that I like, I'm not necessarily saying I would bet them or anything like that, but to keep an eye on this year is the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Um, the reason why I like the Hawaii so much this year is they got nine returning defensive players coming back, and their defense wasn't good last year or anything like that, but if they could get a little bit better defensively, I think, you know, 
They're going to su surprise some people. The main thing that I like about this team is Cole McDonald, the quarterback. When I found out that he had a MCL last year, that he basically played on an MCL, and he still put up 3,875 yards and 36 touchdowns. I mean, if that guy's going to be fully healthy this year, I think they can surprise some teams. They play Arizona week one. I believe Arizona's favored by 11 in that game, and that's on August 24th, so that game's coming up. I could see Hawaii winning that game, to be honest with you. It's at Hawaii. Um, they they always have good receivers. They got four offensive linemen coming back, you know, starting offensive linemen. I just I really like Cole McDonald, and I just think that's a team to keep an eye on. It's always fun betting Hawaii anyways because they got that real late game. So if you've been drinking all day and either – Either you had a tough day and you want to get your money back, you like to bet Hawaii, and usually I like to pick the the total. I always like to go with the over on the on their games. Or, you know, you've been winning all day and you like to, you know, see if the hot streak can continue. So, I mean, I, I just think they're a team to keep an eye on. I think they're going to be better than what people think. Another team that I think is going to be better um, than what people think is Iowa State. Iowa State has five offensive linemen coming back, and they're going to have one of the best defensive lines in football. Like I always say, dude, I like O-lines and D-lines. And Brock Purdy, their quarterback's really good. He's a really good college quarterback. He can run a little bit. He can throw. He's going into his sophomore season. I, liked, I really liked what I saw out of him last year. I think he's a tough, tough kid. He gets, you know takes a beating sometimes, and he gets right back up. Now, they do lose David Montgomery and Hakeem Butler, but I think with that old line and that quarterback, I think, you know, they'll play a little bit better than what people think on offense. And the D-line is stacked. So I like them to, you know, I, I think I saw them preseason ranked 24. I could see them being a top 15 team. So, I mean, I'd keep an eye on them as far as betting goes too. And then – one last thing on college football. Um, I like Jalen Hurts. If you're going to do a Heisman, I like Jalen Hurts for 10 to 1 odds. I wouldn't mind putting a little bit of money. I haven't placed that, I haven't placed that bet there. I want to wait till the season starts because I don't think the odds are going to change on him. The reason why I really like Jalen Hurts is, number one reason, is Lincoln Riley. I mean, Lincoln Riley is a complete stud. He's already gotten Mayfield and Murray, you know, to be the number one picks in back-to-back -back seasons. Um, probably the best offensive-minded coach in all of college football. I mean, they're just putting all kinds of studs into the NFL from their offensive side of the ball. You play in the Pac-12, I mean, the uh, Big 12. I mean, those defenses are as soft as church music, so you know Jalen Hurts is going to put up good numbers. Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's going to struggle throwing the ball usually, but with Lincoln Riley, I think I think he'll he'll improve throwing the football, and he's got some weapons, man. The offensive line, they only got one returning starter coming back, but Oklahoma usually has a pretty good offensive line, so I'm not too concerned with that. Um, you got you got one of the best receivers in college football. And C.D. Lamb, I mean, he's probably going to be a first-round pick when he comes out next year. He's only a junior. They got a big-time freshman in Jaden Hazel, Hazelwood as another, you know, receiver. 
They got two stud running backs in Trey Sermon and Kenny Brooks. Both of them ran for 1,000 yards last year. So, I mean, they're going to put up points. And then the tight end, Grant Cal- Calteria, if hopefully I pronounced that correctly. I mean, he's another stud, probably another NFL player. I mean, they got studs everywhere on the offense. So at 10 to 1 odds, I really like Jalen Hurts. If they make the college football playoffs, you got a really good shot, in my opinion, for him to get the Heisman. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the quarterback at Clemson and the quarterback at Alabama are, are head and shoulders going to be one and two to start the season. And the odds of them not, one of them not making, winning the Heisman probably isn't that great. But at 10 to 1, I, you know, if you put a small bet on Jalen Hurts, I think it's worth it. Um, so let's go to the NFL. So those are my college bets for the, you know, that I'm going to place. I mean, the one bet I'm placing is, is the Oregon bet. I I already placed that one. I put $50 to win, you know, 500 to make the playoffs, but I'm really leaning on Jalen Hurts as far as Heisman goes. And then the other ones, I'm just going to pay attention to Hawaii and Iowa State all season long. I'm probably going to bet Hawaii week one. All right, let's go to the uh, NFL. This is my bread and butter. The NFL, I'm more – I feel like I have more knowledge in the NFL than I do on college. The one team that I like a lot really this year is the Atlanta Falcons. And I put a – I already put a bet on Matt Ryan – I put it at 20 to 1 for the MVP. I think the Falcons are a Super Bowl contender this year. And excuse me. I already put 20 bucks on Matt Ryan to be the MVP to win 400 at plus plus 20 or plus you know. And the reason why I like Matt Ryan this year is you got five old linemen. Jake Matthews, James Carpenter, Alex Mack, Chris Lindstrom and Kaleem McCary are all first-rounders. They've all been first-rounders, you know, through their careers. And you got three stud receivers, Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, and um, Calvin Ridley. Even the fourth receiver is pretty good in Justin Hardy. You got a pretty good tight end in Austin Hooper. You got a quarterback who really, really does a lot better inside a dome than he does, you know, playing on the road. His first one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight. His first eight of nine games, he's playing in a dome. The only road game that he's playing that's not in a dome is at Arizona the first nine games of the season. Um, you know, because he's kind of got a water pistol arm when he goes on in, into cold weather. The running game's a, a concern for the Falcons. You know, I don't know how healthy Devontae Freeman's going to be. But I think Matt Ryan, he gets Dirk Cutter back. Dirk Cutter, under Dirk Cutter, when he, when Dirk Cutter was there as the offensive coordinator a couple years ago, under Dirk Cutter, Matt Ryan's quarterback rating was 99, 90, and 95 in the three seasons that he was the offensive coordinator. And that was in 2012 to 2014, which is only, you know, seven, six, five years ago. But... The rules have changed even in that time so that the rating would have even been higher. So, and Matt Ryan's probably gotten a little bit better as the years go on. He's, you know, more experienced. So I like Matt Ryan as a, as a 
MVP candidate this year because I think the Falcons are a Super Bowl contender. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to pick them to go to the Super Bowl, but at plus 33 or, you know, 3,300, I think that's a pretty good bet. NFC Championship game at plus 1,500, you know, I'll probably play the Falcons plus 400 to win the division because I really feel like they're going to they're gonna beat the Saints this year. I think the Saints are coming down a little bit. I think Drew Brees' arm, you know, was kind of looked like it was showing that it was getting, you know, it didn't have the pop at the end of the season like in previous years. So I don't think the Saints are going to be as good as they were last year. They they lose um, Ingram, the running back. I think that, you know, little physical running game. I don't know if Alvin Kamara can last all season for them. Defensively for the Falcons, you know, I think that's going to be the key for them. They got a bunch of guys coming back that had injuries last year. I think I think McKinley, the defensive lineman, I think he's he's primed for a breakout season. I love Gary Grady Garrett, Jarrett. Sorry, uh, Vic Beasley. Hopefully, he comes back, you know, and has a good year. I mean, a couple of years ago, he had like 15 sacks, and then he kind of faded away last year. I don't really know what happened to him. Deion Jones is one of the best linebackers in all football. They get him back. You get Keenan O'Neal, the safety back. I mean, I really like this team. I think they're going to win the division, and then I think they're going to be a one or two seed in the NFC. So I, if you want to place, you know, a Super Bowl bet on them, you know, at basically plus 33, 33 to 1, I mean – or around that range. I mean, these are all numbers that I, I have seen. I mean, you could always look at, you could find either better or worse numbers, but I, I think that would be a pretty good bet. I mean, I'm definitely going to play the division plus 400 on, on them. I haven't placed that one yet. I already did place the, the MVP one on him. Um, what else do I got on the Falcons? I, I mean, I like their coach. I mean, the coach is pretty good, you know, I mean, he's an okay coach. I think his his ass is on the line. Dan Quinn, he's he's going to be calling the defensive calls this year. I mean, they're they're just they just look primed to to step back and get back to where they were a couple of years ago. I mean, they basically had a brain freeze in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and didn't milk the clock. We're snapping the ball with 10, 11, 12 seconds each time on the clock in the fourth quarter when they were up twenty eight to three. What was it? Late in the third quarter against the Patriots. I mean, if they would have just snapped the ball under five seconds every single play, then they probably win that Super Bowl. Plus, I mean, they got unlucky in that Super Bowl, really. I mean, it, it, like I said, if Shanahan would have, I mean, Shanahan had a you know one of the best offensive play callers in football, but I feel like that game he kind of screwed him up. I mean, I I could see the Falcons as a Super Bowl team, like I said, especially if Devontae Freeman can at least give them something for a running game. That's the main concern I see for the Falcons is can they run the football? You know, if they get up, you know, four, seven points late in the game, can they run the clock out? You know, and can they have enough balance running the football to get – because Matt Ryan's really good off a of play action. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback if you're just telling him to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. But he's got receivers and that old line – is what I really like. I'm not, I'm not even that big of a Matt Ryan fan. Like, I don't even think he's that good of a quarterback. But it's all about situations, play calling, playing in a dome. You know, eight of your first nine games, 
he's going to put up some numbers. I mean, last year he threw 35 touchdowns and only seven interceptions, and he almost threw for 5,000 yards. He's probably not going to put up those numbers, but if he puts up anything close to those numbers and they're and the Falcons are as good as a team that I think a one, two seed in the NFC, then he's going to have a shot at winning the MVP. Okay, another team that I like to bet this year is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. And one reason why I like the Jaguars this year, uh, I'm going to bet them, you know, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to bet them just quite yet. But I like them for the division plus 400. Um, so basically at plus four, four to one. To win the division, I mean it's a tough division. I don't. I'm going to get to the Texans pretty soon. I don't think the Texans are going to be that good this year. But I mean, you know, they won the division last year. The, the I mean, the main thing I see on Jacksonville is their defense. A couple years ago, was one of the best. I, I could see it coming back to being one of the best this year. You got Yanakwe, uh, one of the best premier defensive ends, pass rushers. Uh, Marcel Darius is still there. Um, Calais Campbell from the U is still a stud on the defensive line. They drafted Josh Allen with the seventh pick. I mean, they're going to get after the quarterback. You got Miles Jacks. I know Telvin Smith retired. Uh, the corners, you got two stud corners, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Bouye. Uh, the defense is going to be really good this year. And then now that now that they get added Nick Foles instead of Blake Portals, I feel like they always are going to have a chance you know, to, to keep defenses off them. I think their offensive line is going to be really good this year. You get Cam Robinson back. You drafted Juwan Taylor, who probably would have been a top 15 pick, but they said his knees are kind of jacked up. But they think his knees are going to have a problem later in his career. Like going for the second contract, they feel like his knees are going to be shot. But they feel like right now his knees are fine. You got A.J. Kane still good. Um, Brandon Lindier from the U is a stud. Andrew Norwell's a stud offensive lineman. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I mean, he's downhill runner. But like I said, with, with Nick Foles, I think it's a totally different team than Blake Bortles. They, if you ever listen to Chris Sims and his podcast, Chris Sims is always saying how, how Blake Bortles, they couldn't really run an offense. They had a very small playbook, and they would always do checkdowns, screens, and draws and just basically was just saying don't lose the game for us you we don't we have no faith in you to make a play i think with nick Foles, you're, you're gonna see that defenses are gonna have to play off a little bit i think that's gonna open it up for Fournette. i think i think they got a bunch of good receivers none of them are studs but they got like three they have like four or five receivers that are pretty good and they're all fast marquise lee dd westbrook's pretty good chris conley uh, DJ Car- Chark from LSU, I think, is a pretty good receiver. They still have Keelan Cole. I mean, they got a bunch of receivers that can do little short passes, little slot stuff. And, I mean, at plus 400 for a division that I think is going to come down to them and, and, and the Colts, and with Andrew Luck already a little bit banged up, he's got his ankle. You know, I mean, maybe he limps into the season – and they lose a couple games early in the season, and that could be the difference. Now, here's here's one thing on Jacksonville, too. The AFC South is going to play the NFC South. And the, the other teams are playing, like, at New Orleans and at Atlanta, while Jacksonville's playing at Carolina 
and uh, oh, at Atlanta too. But I mean, they get what was the non-conference game? Sorry, they get the Jets non-conference and Cincinnati. Not non-conference. I'm sorry, non-division games. They get at Cincinnati, the Jets, and they get. You know, different. This, these are the two that are going to be different than the than the other teams in the division. I mean, those are not tough games. The other teams, like, like, uh, let me look at the Colts. Like the other, the Colts. Other games, the other two games are a lot tougher. Like they get, let me see, they get at Pittsburgh, and they get. Let me see. Uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, they get Miami. Um, but they got tough games. Like they look the Colts road games are so tough. There are non-division games at the Chargers, at Kansas City, at Pittsburgh, at New Orleans. Jacksonville's like are at Denver, at Carolina, at Cincinnati. At Oakland, I mean that's that's totally different. That's why I like Jacksonville. I felt like their schedule was a little bit different than Indianapolis, and I feel like it's going to come down to those two teams. So at plus, you know, four to one, I feel like that's a good bet. The Texans, I'm most likely I'm going to wait till the season starts though, because I don't want, you know, a bunch of injuries in preseason. But the Texans, I think the Texans are a good good football team are going to be a good football team. I like their quarterback. I do not like the head coach, O'Brien. Yeah, if I could find him, Jesus. Um, but their schedule is just brutal, absolutely brutal. Now, they play at New Orleans in week one, and actually that's a bet that I'm most likely leaning the Texans in week one. And the reason why I'm leaning the Texans, I think that spread is seven. I'm not going to play it until it gets to that week, though, because – Obviously, if something happened to Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to play that or, you know, anything like that. But uh, as far as that game goes, the reason why I really, really like the Texans um, and the points in that game is New Orleans all offseason has been talking about that, that play against the Rams where they basically got screwed on the flag. And I feel like – and the Saints play the Rams the following week. I feel like they're going to overlook the Texans – Maybe the Ram or maybe the Saints win because it's at home and they're Monday night, and the crowd will be in the end of the game. But I feel like they're overlooking the Texans, and I can see it'll really be in a tough game. I don't feel like the Texans are going to lose by two scores in that game. So if you're getting seven points, and actually I think the Saints are vulnerable for an upset in that game, just because I think they're overlooking. I think they'll overlook the Texans and and want to be totally focused on the Rams, trying to get revenge to the Rams. Now, the following game, hopefully what happens is the Texans upset the um, Saints, and then everybody's like, oh, well, the Saints aren't that good, so let's bet the Rams. Because the following week, I'm going to bet probably the Saints if it if the outcome comes how I want. Because I think the public will overreact, and I think the Saints will beat the Rams the following week. Um Another game that I really like as far as the schedule goes early in the season is I like Denver in week two against Chicago. And the reason why I like Denver a lot is anytime you play 
in Mile High or, or in Denver early in the season, I always like to pet the uh, Broncos the first two weeks. If they're playing at home, I like to pet them. Just the altitude, I feel like teams are – they're not totally in the best shape and you, you got that high altitude. I feel like they get gassed in the second half. And that's the first thing I like. The second thing I like that I really, really like is Trubisky's going up against his old defensive coordinator and Vic Fangio. I think Fangio, he's got a whole offseason – and I think he's going to know how to defend Trubisky. I feel like he's going to know how to defend Matt Nagy and, the, you know, that type of offense. And you could say, well, Matt Nagy can counteract and he should be able to know how to go up against, you know, Fangio's defense. But I always feel like the defense has, has the advantage in those situations. And I feel like Fangio's probably a better coach than Nagy as far as X's and O's go. And I just feel like the Bears, with that crowd, I feel like I, I could just see Chubb and Vaughn Miller getting a bunch of pressure on Trubisky and causing some turnovers. So I, I don't know what that spread is going to be. I would guess three, three and a half, you know, Chicago. But I can see Denver coming up with the upset in week two. Um, but the, let's go back to the Texans. The reason why I like the Texans under eight and a half, and I, I, I'm going to place this bet most likely, is, I mean, this schedule is just brutal, dude. At New Orleans week one, I said that they have a chance in that game, but, they, I mean, they're probably going to I mean, they're probably going to lose that game. They play Jacksonville week two. They play at the Chargers. Play Carolina and Atlanta, both at home. They play at Kansas City, at Indianapolis. They get Oakland. I mean, that's, a, that's an easy one. They get Jacksonville in London. They get a bye at Baltimore. They get the Colts at home, New England at home, Denver at home. Now, the, the, they're, they have an easy part of the schedule at the end of the year, but two of them are on the road at Tennessee, at Tampa Bay, and then Tennessee at home. Um, I love the quarterback, Deshaun Watson. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. The offensive line is still going to be a problem for them, in my opinion. Uh, you got one of the best receivers in DeAndre Hopkins, but Will Fuller – he always gets hurt. You can't count on him. They can't count on the running game. Lamar Miller, even though he's from the U, he's just not that good of a running running back. I don't feel like he's. I don't feel like Deshaun Watson has the weapons. Like he's got. Look, if Fuller plays and you got Watkins, yeah, that's a great one-two deal. But Fuller always gets hurt, and they're always a different team once he gets hurt. That old line's still gonna suck, in my opinion. You got a much tougher schedule. I feel like. You know, they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row last year. That isn't going to happen, and they went 11-5. You're not going to win nine in a row. You know, again, to get to nine wins for you to lose, I mean, I just don't see it. Look, I mean, look how many tough games, like I already said, went through their schedule. It's just too many tough games. Defensively, yeah, they're going to be good. Uh, Javion Clowney, you know, he's already holding out. I don't know when he's coming back. I mean, I'm sure he'll be back pretty soon for Cam. I mean, he's a you know he's a great defensive player. Um, JJ Watts, great defensive player. Whitney Merciless. So I mean, they're going to get after the quarterback and all that stuff. But I mean, this, the secondary. Jonathan Joseph's getting a little bit older. Bradley Roby's still pretty good. Justin Reed's a really good safety for them. But I I mean, to get nine wins for them. I just feel like there's going to be too much on Deshaun Watson's plate. And I, I, I really, really like them to be an under. I see them as like a seven, 
seven-win team this year. I mean, if they get to eight, I think they would have a really good season. Um, so there's that. And then the last thing I'll say is the last bet that I like, and I've placed this one, is at 60-1, to one, I like Kirk Cousins to win the MVP as well. You could say, well, you already picked Matt Ryan. Well, look, you, you want to get good odds, you know. I think the Vikings could be, you know, an NFC – you know, contender. I think. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they go to the Super Bowl. The really, the the main reason why I like Kirk Cousins this year, one, I think he's underrated of a quarterback, and two is they get Gary Kubiak, and he's not technically their offensive coordinator, but he's like you know assistant head coach. I basically, I think he's going to be you know he's going to help out. I think he's going to design the game plans, what have you. And in Kubiak's offense, I I think it's going to work very well with Kirk Cousins rolling him out with play action and I think Dalvin Cook is if Dalvin Cook stays healthy for the Vikings I think they're gonna have a really good offense you got Adam Thielen you got Diggs you got two legit receivers that separate so you don't even have to throw that great of a pass because the both of them separates they get so much separation that as long as it's within the vicinity of the you know they should be perfect they should be fine um and I just like their team so much that I think as long as you have a quarterback that's going to have, you know, a one, be a one or two seed, and I think the Vikings probably can be a one or two seed in the NFC. I think the NFC is up for grabs. I really do. I mean, you could say the Patriots in the AFC. I mean, I don't think they have that great of talent, but who, who's going to beat them? I'm tired of saying the Patriots are going to lose. As far as the NFC goes, I don't see any favorites. I think the Rams are coming back to the table. I think the Saints are coming back. I see both of those teams struggling. Um, I, I think the Rams probably make the playoffs just because of their division. I wouldn't be shocked if the Saints don't make the playoffs. So, like I said on the Falcons, I think the Falcons are going to win that division. I think the Vikings are going to win the NFC North. I think that's the best division in, in, in football. I don't think there's there's a bad team in there. Some people are going to say Detroit's a bad team. Go look at their front seven. Go look at their D-line. They ain't going to be a bad team. Um, Detroit's going to run the football this year. But the Vikings with, uh, with Zimmer, I think Zimmer's a top-five coach. I can see the Vikings having a top-five defense, at least top-10, and then a top-10 offense. And with Gary Kubiak, I think it could put the edge and give him that extra boost. And at 60-1 to for Kirk Cousins, hell yeah, I'm going to put some money. I already did. So I already put 10 bucks to win, you know, 600 I already put 20 on Matt Ryan to win 400 So that's all I got. I mean, I'll do, you know, during the season, I'll, you know, give my weekly picks on a podcast like this or Periscope or what have you. But don't be afraid to retweet these and send it out to people that like to gamble. All right, then, till the next time. Good night now.